for casualties, and that allows them to de-escalate. CBS's Cammy McCormick's at the Pentagon. There has been very little information coming out of the Pentagon, nothing on casualties or damage to the bases. In the past, there might have been several briefings by now with details. Instead, we're waiting for a White House statement. Defense Secretary Esper and Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley will brief lawmakers later today. CBS's David Martin reporting there is a dispute over the number of Iranian missiles fired, but it is believed to be between 15 and 20. Ukrainian International Airlines Flight 752 crashed just after taking off from Tehran Airport early today, bursting into flames. All 176 people aboard killed. CBS's Laura Podesta. The plane's black box has been located and will likely help determine the cause of the crash. Iranian officials insist it has nothing to do with the strikes being launched against U.S. bases. The 737, not a MAX jet, but a later model. Ousted Nissan chief Carlos Ghosn, who skipped bail in Japan, has just spoken publicly for the first time since escaping to Lebanon. Live to CBS News correspondent Vicky Barker at the Foreign Desk in London. The Brazilian-born Frenchman of Lebanese descent telling a packed news conference he wasn't there to talk about how he escaped, but why he skipped out on his looming financial misconduct trial. These allegations are untrue, and I should have never been arrested in the first place. The former Nissan boss describing months of solitary confinement, of being interrogated and threatened for up to eight hours a day without a lawyer present. Gone gambling. He will be vindicated in the court of public opinion and put the Japanese justice system on trial. Gary. Medical gains against lung cancer have resulted in the steepest drop in a single year in the cancer death rate. The American Cancer Society says it's largely due to new treatments and a decline in the number of smokers. Snipers in South Australia using helicopters to begin a mass call of thousands of feral camels. The long drought of the past two decades is driving the animals to leave the desert and seek water on farms, damaging crops, taps, even air conditioning units. BBC reporter Jonathan Head. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Lemu, when we're not telling people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need... I've actually been moonlighting as a DJ. Check it! Here's the good part! Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. At Aaron's, we believe in the magic of wintertime warmth. That magic that comes from good people out there, always helping others, working hard and providing for those they love, no matter what. So why are there so many stores unwilling to work with some good people? Just because your credit isn't the best doesn't mean your TV or refrigerator can't be. That's why at Aaron's, we work with you. So you can get flexible lease-to-own plans that fit your budget. Because good people always deserve better. Aaron's. Easy, beautiful, affordable. A panel of health experts underscoring what most of us have known for years. The story from WWL reporter Dave Cohen. U.S. News & World Report ranks the Mediterranean diet, the DASH diet, and the Flexitarian diet the top three overall. The emphasis is on fruits and vegetables. Catherine Champagne is at LSU's Pennington Biomedical Research Center where they developed the DASH diet. These are all packed with micronutrients and phytochemicals that do a lot of things for your body like help fight cancer cancer, make you healthier, reduce your cardiovascular risk. Dave Cohen for CBS News, New Orleans. 
Arraignment today in Stamford, Connecticut, for the estranged husband of a missing mom of five, Fotis Dulos, charged with killing his wife Jennifer amid a contentious divorce and child custody battle. He denies any involvement in her disappearance. Gary Nunn, CBS News. This is an advertisement paid on attorney spokesperson Ricky LeBlanc admitted in Massachusetts only. Sokolov Law LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Paul J. Morgan, Winter Park, Florida. Greg Hobby, New Jersey. Michael Bro Gonzalez admitted Louisiana. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. Mesothelioma. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been affected by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-578-2400. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of U.S. veterans and trade workers are at risk for the disease. Nearly $30 billion in court-ordered trusts has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be able to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-578-2400. That's 1-800-578-2400. 1-800-578-2400. Jumpstart your career in the healthcare industry with a master's in healthcare administration from Ohio Dominican University. At Ohio Dominican, you can earn your master's degree 100% online or on campus during the evening in just 18 months, putting you on the fast track toward career advancement within the rapidly expanding healthcare field. ODU's master's in healthcare administration fits your schedule and your budget. Classes start soon. Apply now at ohiodominican.edu slash healthcare. Veteran-owned True Blue is raising the bar in plumbing with the best guaranteed prices and superior quality. Using the latest in plumbing technology, True Blue is the capability to identify problems in your pipes. For inspect for home purchase using a full-color camera while capturing video and watching in real time. They're committed to providing you honest and upfront service and offer free return service if the problem isn't fixed. Call them 24-7 at 740-590-5400. With a lifetime of experience and a desire to be the best in the business, True Blue is committed to being true to you. Stop by and enjoy the wonderful atmosphere of the expanded Bunch of Grapes Tavern and Cutler's Restaurant at the Ohio University Inn. Enjoy weekly specials like Prime Rib Sundays, Martini Mondays, Italian Tuesdays, and Wine Down Wednesdays. In addition to award-winning dining, the Ohio University Inn offers rooms with amenities such as free Wi-Fi, pet-friendly rooms, and a 24-hour fitness center. Come visit the Gateway to Ohio University. The Albany VFW Post 9893, along with numerous businesses in Athens County, are holding the second annual Polar Plunge. If you think you're tough enough to brave the icy waters and raise money for a good cause, join the Albany VFW on January 25th to take the plunge into a frigid Lake Snowden. To take that icy dip, you can register at any Hawking Valley Branch Bank. For more information, contact Brian Johnson at 740-856-9404. Living in Denial, Ohio, it's really nice. Because when we hear about the opioid crisis, we know it's not going to happen here. It just feels safe and secure being in denial. There's like a peace of mind. Opioids? It doesn't happen here. No. My daughter is good friends. My boys would tell me anything. Exactly. No, our kids are way too busy. They would never abuse opioids. Welcome to Denial. (laughs) Don't live in Denial, Ohio. Talk to your kids about drugs and they'll be up to 50% less likely to use them. Find out more at don'tliveindenial.org. A message from the Ohio Opioid Education Alliance.
It's the party line, and uh, the uh, holidays are over, and we're reestablishing regular schedules, and it's great to have a county commissioner join us this morning. Chris Mills doing the duty. Plenty of things to talk about. And feel free to jump in. Our number is 592-6646. Of course, you have to put that 740 in front of it. So, uh, good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. And um, it's been, uh, I don't know, I just pulled a stack of papers, and according to this, July 10th. I Mm. can't believe it. Ah, I'm sure there's been some... uh, some uh, county commissioners in here since then. But anyway, um, it's funny, though. A lot of the things that were on that list remain the same. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, we'll, we'll just start in. First of all, what do you think's the biggest thing going on right now? The biggest thing may be the sewer project that's finally going to get bid out here soon. That's the, uh, the, the extension between... Uh, what, Radford Road, I guess it would be, between 50 and 56? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a few years now. A few. So, mm-hmm. so um, how, how, what, what is the um, update on that? It should be going out to bid here soon, and the construction would start sometime in the spring, believe it or not. Now, of course, people out there uh, in this zone are using septic tanks presently. Um, this would bring it into the city sewer system, um, and they wouldn't have the headaches of um, keeping their tanks in good order and all that sort of thing. Now, um, there's a cost, though, right? Yes. And it's uh, it's something that's borne by both the county and the landowner? The landowner has to connect to the sewer, you know, the main lines. Yeah. That's their responsibility. Um, also, closing out of their septic. There's laws about that. Um, but then, yeah, the the county were on the hook for. I think the total of this project is thirty four million. And uh, significant. Yeah. Um, luckily, we've got half of it is paid for with a grant, so that's making it doable. Sure. Um, well. Um, now, the timetable, you say it's going out to bid. When do you expect the uh, construction to occur, assuming the bids and all come in order? Yeah, I mean, as long as we get, you know, bids that are... Uh, Reasonable. Right, yeah. not over 10% of the cost of our estimate, then uh, we can accept a bid. And uh, I would say, you know, sometime in the spring. I mean, we're really close to getting this bid out. Uh, so so it may be ready and operational by fall, eh? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, no? <laughs> no, I think okay. this is a multi-year project. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and a, a component of this project, which I've been working on a lot, is the uh, ability to have some more broadband um, fiber expansion at the same time. And uh, that's been a process, and I'm excited about that as well. Now, um, you know, sewer, sewerage is a, a, a buried utility. 
typically we think of broadband as being um, airborne, like from post to post or t- um, pole to pole. Um, are you talking about burying some utilities? Yeah, this will be the idea to make it economical is to do it in the same trench, basically. And, you know, we've worked with uh, the USDA to, you know, get them to, because they're our funder for this project. Mm. Um, this would be a fiber optic? Yes. Well, we're all for upgrading those systems, aren't we? Uh, I mean, it appears that it's something that people are interested in. And, uh, you know, economic development potential, also just quality of life. And uh, the idea that, you know, when you have it in the ground, you have less to worry about long term as far as, you know, a tree falling on it. Um, You go to some communities in Ohio, like, say, Dublin, you know, all their utilities are pretty much underground. So, um I mean, there's there's accidents that happen there too. You know, don't don't uh, call before you dig that sort of thing. Uh, oh yeah, public service announcements where they say, uh, you know, even doing routine stuff in your yard, don't uh, don't assume yeah. anything. So um, yeah, well anyway, uh, so that's cool. Now um, let's see here. We're jumping around. There's been so much time. Um, there's there's been a good bit of conversation about a a new trail. Yes. And um the city council's been dealing with it, but so have the county commissioners. Yeah, that's another huge topic of discussion right now. And, and is it Brady? What what's the name of it? Bailey's. Bailey's. Bailey's Run. Okay. And as I understand it from start to finish it's 88 miles. That's what I hear. Holy cow. Yeah. And so, yet it's all within our county, yes? Yeah. Yeah, it's all in the Wayne National Forest right up here, and I think they call it the Bailey Track. Okay. It's a nice big chunk of property that the the National Forest, you know, has and manages. And Now, is this meant for horseback, for hiking, for bike li- biking, or um, motorized, or what? I believe the goal is primarily mountain bikes. That's It's being designed and built for that, but it's also going to be good for trail runners. I do not believe that ATVs are going to be, you know, or uh, motorized vehicles or horses are going to be allowed on these trails. Okay. So. Well, we have, um, um, I mean, that's pretty exciting. And I guess uh, uh, city council recently was uh, 100% behind it. Uh, county commissioners, I assume, are as well? Well, um, we need to make a commitment of 20 years at $90,000 a year at least. And so that's a pretty big commitment for us. So we're we're working on it. Okay. And uh, we had a trail visit planned, and we got rained out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know it's important to the village of Chansey. It's also, you know, going to have a connector in Doneville, um, also in Bookdale. And, uh, to me, it's an economic development project that is really playing to the strengths of Athens County as far as we've got lots of beautiful scenic, you know, 
hillsides with trees and what's another what's a great way to capitalize on that mountain biking trail sure so well let's uh, skip to a topic that i think we last talked about maybe six months ago and that is this whole board of elections um oh they uh, there was concern about where they were storing their equipment uh there was uh, in between election cycles um there was concern about um uh i guess the the whether the equipment we had was uh current enough um like state of the art um uh, just all sorts of things like that How'd that all turn out? Well, um, the Board of Elections never moved to at the at the old ATCO building. Okay. Um, and they have stayed uptown on Court Street, and all their storage of materials is being taken care of in the basement of the courthouse. The courthouse. Okay. So it's a secure. All these security measures, etc. Um, we've made a lot of improvements to the accessibility of the Board of Elections. In fact, they're working right now installing some some windows, basically, some countertops that are appropriately, you know, put at the right height, etc. for all this. Um, we also made a huge uh, improvement in our back parking lot for ADA um, compliance mm-hmm. got a couple so we've made a lot of changes to accommodate keeping the board of elections uptown and now there's been a lot of noise made statewide about um, the change in the systems now um, has Athens undertaken that change or or is that something yet to be well I mean we're we have the you know there's I think there's about two different companies that specialize in this voting equipment we're with one of those companies we've you know we're current it's also you know one of our things that is really important that i think of our board of elections is the the paper trail um you know so there's the computerized parts that read the sure and then there's the actual physical paper um so and i'm not the best person to talk to about board of elections issues but you know, you could get one of the Board of Elections uh, representatives in here. Yes, Penny, or somebody to contact me then. Will do. Okay. Now, um, but, but I still want to follow it a little bit. Um, so all this hubbub about uh, needing more space and all of that, that's been dealt with. Yes, sir. And, uh, in fact, out of that, didn't we also hear that a building they were being considered they had considered is now available for other purposes so the atco the old atco building i think it is yes so what happened with that is we have entered into a lease with athens mold and machine okay they're next door to the atco building yes they are the uh idea is that they're going to be expanding and creating some more jobs and utilizing that facility for that um samuel who is their CEO or whatever? He's had uh, like a hip replacement or a knee replacement or something, is and is currently in recovery. Mm-hmm. So when he gets back, he's he's out of the area right now. He's gonna 
it's he's working on expansion. That's the idea. And I think that's important as far as, you know, manufacturing as part of our economic, uh, you know, diversity in our community, uh, creating, you know, he's saying up to 200 jobs, which is, you know, quite significant for our area. Well, duh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I hope it all works out for Athens Mold Machine, and I'm anxious for Samuel to get back in town and And see how we can help. You know, unless some things have changed, that was a family business that um, they had some headquarters in Canada and some here. Uh, Akron also. Okay, maybe that's new too. I think Tennessee. I mean, they have other options, and I I think this is a great story, is, yeah, Samuel loves Athens, and that's why he wants to do this expansion in Athens. He says the workers here are superior to the ones that he runs into in Tennessee. Wow. And, uh, you know, so I'm excited. But, I, you know, I think our cultural diversity is actually really important to Samuel. Uh, I believe his wife is from Brazil. And, you know, having the university here with a little bit more of a, you know, yeah. F, you know international flair sure. uh, is a huge asset. And uh, so hopefully that'll pay off with... Uh, after he's recovered more, um, when you next see him, would you suggest he reach out to me and maybe we should do a show? Sure. i got to make a whole list of all these people that okay. I'm going to have to get you in touch with. Well, there may be more coming here. <laughs> um, back to the elections thing. Um, there's been a proposal to... Uh, well, well, first of all, folks, when we go to the polls and vote... Um, you know, you have people's uh, political affiliations listed, typically. So whether they're a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent or whatever. Um, with one exception, and that has been the judges. Uh, there is now a move afoot to have um, the political affiliation that ju- each candidate for judge most commonly uh, associates with what do you th- what do you think of that well it's an interesting thing you know it's like most people most voters aren't that educated um so they like to have that prompt you know that d or the r um to to maybe help them get some more information um but you know judges are supposed to be impartial mm-hmm. um so you know it's interesting you know because we have uh, judges that participate in party politics, so to speak. You know, they come to parties, you know, like dinners and fundraisers and such. Uh, I guess I'm sort of, you know, seems like it's a good idea, but will it just get people to sort of just vote straight party? Yeah. You know, or, or you know, people just aren't, like I said, just don't necessarily spend the time to get educated. Um you know, I. Why do I have an R next to my name? Because my family, I was raised in a household that was that way. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not a good reason, but it is the reason. Right. Um, I have voted for Democrats. I've voted for Independents. Um, I I I wish that I I think for someone to vote straight party lines is not um, 
accomplishing the democratic process. Um, I mean, that's it's not right. Okay, smart. Yeah, well, I mean, like I was raised Republican. I'm a Democrat now. Mm-hmm. Our community is, is very Democratic. You know, I go to conferences with commissioners, and you go to different counties, and everybody's Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, you know, there's a lot of shades in there, and I guess I agree, you know, that, you know, it would be better if people voted just for the best candidate, right. whoever that person is. And Well, and, and so I certainly... I guess in my mind, I wouldn't mind keeping it the way it is and not mm-hmm. having the the D's and the R's show up to a uh, next to a uh, someone who's running for judge. Yeah, but uh, we'll see how the uh, state uh, the state house um, how that all settles out. Mm-hmm. Um, farmers market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's sort of a county thing. It's sort of a city thing. Um, uh, more importantly, you are one of the many vendors there. And so you get to see it from a whole different point of view than, say, our mayor does or I do. Um, the, you know, it is special. It is unique. Um, it is, um, by some standards, it's been listed in the top ten in the nation. Uh, I went to a um, farmer's market regularly in Virginia Beach during the uh, late 80s when we owned a station over there. Um, it had a much different uh, appeal to it. Uh, it was nice, but it wasn't as nice as us. Yeah. It, it might have been slightly bigger. What What makes the market special to you? The social aspect. Mm-hmm. going down the length of the row and back and saying hi to people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't cook like we used to when we had kids and everything, so we only get a few things. Um, uh, you know, cheese curds and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, things that we love to snack on, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But... Um, uh, it's the it's the socialness to it, and and also the knowledge that these products are pretty unique and not just store bought. Mm-hmm. Now I swear, the one in Virginia Beach, there might have been store bought products being resold there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it also had concentric rings, so uh, there were three rings rather than a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with the farmer's market, I guess the landowner uh, is hoping uh, to have them move elsewhere uh, than there at uh, the market on state. One of the sites being considered is that of uh, the property where the dog park number two exists behind the uh, Hilton, uh, what is that, Holiday Inn, no, Hilton. No, it's a Holiday Inn Express. Holiday Inn Express, thank you. Ingress, egress uh, is con- concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would make a nice site. Um, I, I think it's going to have to be, again, kind of circles within circles in my mind. But in um, that lessens the socialness angle. Um, well, anyway, what do you think? Uh, well... I believe the city planner, Paul Logue, mm-hmm. 
is going to be soliciting some input from the public, um, and I think he's going to be at the farmer's market this weekend. Okay. So if you're interested in this topic, you could come out and or give Paul a call or send him an email. Um, I believe there is some discussion of alternative sites with the city, um, and I'm not necessarily up to date on that conversation, but I've heard that there's talk of maybe underneath the solar panels. Um, so, yeah, but that there, there's um, you require a little more space than that, and um, I mean even at your current levels, and this thing could grow even some more each summer. Um, yeah, I mean that was my original thought was that's where it should be, but I've I've kind of. Well, I think it would also potentially involve some, you know, if it wasn't at the dog park, if it was over on that other side of the rec center, you know, it may involve some development of some other areas close by. So I see. Um, that's like the tennis courts that are in bad shape and so on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, um, I'm glad to know that the are, because uh, uh, last I had heard it was almost a done deal. So I'm I'm glad they're reconsidering some things. Um, county concerns these days, because it's been a while since we've had one of you folks in, um, what's, what's the hot topic? Well, I mean, we've sort of talked about the hot topics. Um, the Baileys is, you know, a huge deal right now because create, you know, committing to this Baileys is partially going to create this organization or some funding for this organization called Orca. Outdoor Recreation Council of Appalachia, mm-hmm. which is sort of like a city county, would be sort of like a city county health, um, sorry, uh, park department. It's a whale of an organization. It is. Get it? Uh, CBS News Special whoops, Reports. Whoops, 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 whoops. That's my fault. Oh, it's a whale of an organization. Yes, a killer whale. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's going to have huge ramifications. Um if we're able to get that done and you know, I've got goals every year. I set goals for myself as commissioner and uh, I got quite a long list, but you know, the land bank is one of the projects I'm continuing to focus on. Um, and Athens city doesn't get a lot of land bank attention, but Gloucester, Nelsonville, well, Chansey. It's starting to the city. Yeah, actually. You know, there are some homes that have the big red X on them. Yeah. And that's all part of this concept where uh, property, because of one reason or another, has not been maintained to the proper level, and so it's due to be um, taken over by municipal authorities, and it will be removed or made into a little pocket park or whatever. Um well, the, the good thing about the city of Athens is, you know, you guys have a code office. Um, like Gloucester, they don't have a code office. Um, you know, so the city of Athens, you guys have mechanisms in place and, you know, financial capacity to to do that. Some of these other communities, um, you know, this, the funding is just not there. And so that's where the land bank has been able to bring in outside money to help with the demolition and the, you know, removal of the blighted properties. But 
you know, the goal is what it's all leading to is some sort of redevelopment. And, and for me as a commissioner, a county commissioner, uh, being the poorest county in the state, we need to address our, our weak links, so to speak, our communities that have a lot of the poverty. How do we improve the standard of living and, you know, get people making more money? And it's, it's a challenge, you know. Doesn't it raise the hackles on your spine or wherever hackles live that this phrase periodically is used, the poorest county in the state? Well, I mean, unfortunately, with the data that they use to create that, we are the poorest county in the state. I know it doesn't seem that way. I mean, I know you look at Vinton County, Meigs County, you think, wow, we're better off than them, but... You know, it's all based on census, and actually that's a really important topic because census... We have a new one coming up. Yes. And um, I've served on the census committee twice. Um, Would you like to serve again? I, uh, you know, at this time in my lifetime, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I'll, I'll consider it. But let me get to what I was... A, going to say and that is i can remember after a census had been completed people said it's not accurate and so we had a sit-down meeting in what used to be city council chambers now it's just the judges chambers there in the city building and joel rudy in who was dean of students at the time and other people came in and we'd say okay in this dormitory we had a count of 416 people. And Joel would said, our count is 414. In other words, we had counted two more people in that dorm than they had you know, on their rolls. Then we'd go to another one, and it might just be the opposite. Then we'd go to another one, and they'd be uh, dead on. Or The point is, it is so difficult. To get a perfect count. Yeah, it's it's impossible. But it's important that we try. Yes. Because what happens in 2020, April 1st, that's Census Day, will impact us for the next 10 years. And it's worth literally billions of federal dollars. So, um, you know, the big changes this year. But, you know, here we are. Um, last I looked anyway, 65,000 people in our county. Um, More just, or less, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Vinton, you know, half that. Mm, there were like 14,000. Okay, even less. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hawking County is about half our size. Now, you know, the college students, sure, a, lot that people, has an a lot of people bring that up, and it's true. If you're a college student and you, you live here more than 50% of the time, you should register with the census here. And the other thing is, guess what? A college student ra- rarely has income. That's right. So it it takes, um, you know, if, if we have 20,000 students and 65,000 65, population, you got... A little over a third of them not drawing any money, and it, that skews things, right? It it doesn't skew things. It's what they're looking at, you know. It, but our county still has a lot of uh, 
childhood poverty. Of course. You know, so we, I'm not, you know, just because. I'm not, I'm not yeah. dis, uh, dismissing that. Yeah. In fact, we were supposed to have a show yesterday with the um, childhood, childhood protection, whatever it is, uh, which were Child Advocacy Center. That was the name of it. Mm-hmm. And um, there was just a confusion on the booking, so we'll get it done yet. But, um, you know, the things they're dealing with. Uh, this is true in any county, but uh, different counties have different resources to help those affected. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway, census, really yeah. important. Now's the time. This year, one of the big changes is they're trying to get people to do it online. So that's going to make it easier for people, hopefully, who are you know tech savvy. You can also phone it in, mail it in. If you don't want someone knocking on your door, send it in, you know, basically. Um, the Community Improvement Challenge. Yes. Still going on. Um, refresh our audience's memories. It's designed to get the villages of Athens County proactively improving their communities. And we've got... Gloucester, Albany, Amesville, The Plains, New Marshfield, Stewart and Guysville, Coolville. You know, basically it's how do you get civic engagement and get people to show up. We we show up with a bunch of, mo- like, some money. We start listening to people, and Jesse Powers, our county planner, and uh, her office is, you know, works with the commissioners to try to help make stuff happen in the communities after we hear what's going on. And uh, so it's been it's been successful. Uh, the Plains group is one of the most successful. They get a lot done. They've turned it into lots of uh, funding. Mm. So um, we ask that, um, you know, each of these teams have a diverse group from youth to senior citizens, business people, uh, civic organizations, elected officials. Um, We're going to an online format this year where people, we've worked with uh, some college students from OU, uh, recent graduates, and they helped develop a whole video kind of, you know, like a video media-based thing where people can, like, go online, get some ideas, yeah. So that's that's sort of a new thing for us. Uh, the health department's a big uh, promoter of this project and uh, contributor as well. The um, now this is a competition, right? Of sorts. It's a friendly competition. I mean, you know, we're just we actually, you know, if the teams talk to each other and uh, learn from each other, that's one of our goals, and it does happen quite a bit. Okay. So, yeah, no, there's no prize as far as, you know. Now, um, I continue to hear um, that Athens and certain parts near us are, um, how do you put it, significantly involved in the opioid um, issues at hand. Um, you know, other than a glass of wine once in a while, that's the extent of my um, 
interest in such a thing, not not to put it in the same classification, but this illegal stuff. Um, is, it, is it as bad as... Um, does Athens have a real problem with it, or is it that it's just traveling through our region? I mean, I would say when you have a lot of poverty and then you've got, you know, a lot of mental health issues, you've got a lot of, you know, it's stressful being poor. Um, and then people oftentimes will get into self-medication. So I, I think it's all over the place. Um, and I don't think we're, you know, even though we, we criminalize it, I don't think that's necessarily helping solve the long-term issues here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of crime associated with uh, addicts. Um, and what I've heard lately is, you know, it's, it's maybe it's opioids for a while, but I, th I think recently there's a, been a big switch to, to say, meth. Um, you know, but bottom line, this is a health issue. You know, okay, now I'm really going to show my dumbness, but what's the difference? You know, I think meth is something that, you know, there's different names for it. Um, crank, I guess, you know, but so it's like a, I don't know. You know, okay. all I know is it's it's not it's not good for folks. I, you see and, people who are... And it's illegally manufactured, not controlled, uh, who knows what's in there, all that stuff. Right, exactly. I mean, in the, the home meth lab or something is is not you know healthy ingredients here you know we're talking about battery acid i mean it's crazy um and it that's what i'm saying is it's a mental health issue i i grew up in an alcoholic family my dad was a alcoholic for 40 years and at some point i started going to al-anon meetings mm -hmm. and that really helped me understand that instead of like just like hating my dad because he was not a, you know, fun person to live with. Um, I realized that this guy needs help, and it's a health issue. And I worked with my family. We were able to get him some help, and now he's been sober for close to eight years. And that just makes me remind myself that even, you know, these folks that are, are suffering from, you know, a mental health issue called substance abuse issue, you know, so a substance abuse disorder i mean they need help and the, you know their lives are are not easy i mean i have neighbors that live right down the road from me that sleep in their trucks you yeah. and you know we've got generational poverty and i don't know how do you solve these problems this is in in my opinion like i'm getting to the point like if we're going to change people's lives and get them out of poverty they need intensive they need to go to like a rehab situation just like you would if you had substance abuse disorder and get people to change their mindset and it's not easy you know people have a lot of baggage you know you're here in a capacity of a athens county commissioner but you volunteered this story i need to follow up on it eight years sober is he grateful yeah i mean and he has your relationship with him as a father son Oh, it's so much better. You know, this that was the worst part of my life. I, this is a part I couldn't control. And then I realized I could control it. And I was like, I didn't have to be around him. And that's basically what I talked to my, my mom and my sister about was like, 
I'm worried about what's going to happen if we don't do something and I don't want to have like the blood on my hands. You know, I had to bring it to that point and we got him some help and, you know, he got to go to a facility where he got nutrition, counseling. I mean, it's when you're, when you've been an addict for 40 years, you know, there's a physical withdrawal, mental, you know, but now my dad, he lives for recovery. He goes to AA meetings like several times a week he's a sponsor mm. he lives for it and yeah. you know he does he he's a, become a very thoughtful person he's constantly journaling and cool so i love my dad because he gives me hope you know um for all these other folks that we need to have some compassion i mean we can people get frustrated you know because these folks are thieving and you know doing all kinds of bad stuff but it's like i guess i'm just a compassionate person where like I started in psychology and, you know, I just want to help people and it's, but people have to want to help themselves and, you know, it's complicated. How's the cheese this year? Uh, the cheese. Well, does, does cheese vary from year to year? <laughs> yeah, I would say sure. Um, well, the goats are on unemployment right now. They're pregnant and, uh, you know, they're getting ready to have their kids in March. Okay, now, so uh, forgive my dumbness. Uh, so if they're during these cycles, do they still have the ability to produce cheese? Well, yeah, they produce milk. We make the cheese. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we dry up in Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving. So we take the winter off for milking the goats. Um, actually, right now, this time of year, I'm out getting Christmas trees for the goats. The goats love Christmas trees. The nibble them. Yeah. This time of year, you know, there's nothing green out there. So I show up with a Christmas tree. They eat all the needles. They eat the bark. Um, well, I've, I've often, um, you know, I've tried to rent some of my land to a goat person because they, they keep it all nicely trimmed out. Well, they you know, they we, can they like brush. Yeah. You know, they love multiflora rose and Japanese honeysuckle. And yeah, well, apple trees and blueberry bushes. A woman that works up at the Messenger that has goats. I can't think of her name. Anyway, well, okay. Well, so if, that's if uh, you need a goat. You know, March <clears throat> is the time to get a baby goat. They're so cute. Well, I we'll work on it. Okay. Okay. So. um Let's see here. There was something else I had in mind. What about boxing for books? Can we talk about that? Well, yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. I just want to say, and you know Sam Jones. Of course. Yeah. So it was in November. I worked on it. I went up to Sam's. In fact, I'm going back to Sam's tonight. Um, and that, you know, just short of, you know, that's Gloucester, downtown Gloucester. And, you know, what a great asset. What a great way to work out, too. Um, just beating on a punching bag and, you know, other people and getting beat up. It's, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And, but with, uh, with gloves and protection to yep, some degree. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Kevin Davis, the beacon bomber, him and I, we put on our great show, I think for the boxing for books, people were pretty excited. They raised a lot of money for Trimble schools. So cool. Well, um, let's see now. Every place is talking about upgrading to broadband, uh, this and that. Yes, sir. Um, is our county in the midst of all of that? 
Yeah, as I mentioned earlier with this sewer expansion, I think that's a, a very progressive kind of cutting edge thing that we're trying to get done. Um, we're working with IntelliWave on that. That's a local company. Mm-hmm. Um, they just also got a grant or were part of an expansion project for Buckeye Rural Electric. Okay. And that's a project out on the western edge of Athens County. So, um, you know, we also have other, some other local providers. Uh, we have Nelsonville TV and Cable, and they focus in certain parts of the county. It's a huge deal. I, I think that if we could really improve that kind of infrastructure and then have a focus on our economic development where we try to get more people that, you know, work via the Internet. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to get big factory jobs here and things like that. So we got to continue to diversify what is one of the biggest trends in our society right now. It's just technology. And um, I know there's a lady, Jack Pepper's sister um, from the health department. She moved here from New York and she's working from home and she loves Athens. Uh, it's so much cheaper to live here. She loves the quality of life. I think we could do a lot more of that. Um, so if you are a person that is currently working remotely, please contact me. Um, I'd like to talk to you. I want to do a survey about people who are working this way. And then how do we get more of that to go on in our community? And that comes back to broadband. Um, another topic that we feel we're pretty proud of, but can always be better is solid waste. Um, I finally had the opportunity in the fall to visit that MRF, and it was impressive. I'm so glad you got out there. Uh, it was just kind of by accident. I was passing by, and I said, oh, I'm going to go look, and I did. And, um, oh, the young guy that uh, runs it. Uh, Bruce. Yes. Um, showed me through. It just happened that he was there as well. And Great. Um, and I was amazed also at how many people it took to, to run the thing. Yeah, they've got 40-some jobs up there now. Right. Pretty right. exciting. You know, it's it's a tough industry right now due to global trends. Um, but, you know, at some point, America should retool itself so that it's taking care of its own waste products. Um, but, you know, there is a big new project that we're talking about, and it's the methane digester. So this we did a feasibility study and we're we're waiting for the findings but it's looking like it is a, a good idea to make this investment be several million dollar project. See now I always make a joke about our chili bowl cook off uh that it's uh, it's uh the station's um uh effort to improve the lack of methane in Athens County. Now, if you think that through, you know where I'm going. Right? Yes. But that's not what we're talking about, is it? Well, actually, it is sort of related.
Well, I had completely forgotten that the um, statewide test was scheduled for this morning. So we've made a note of it on our logs, and we'll pass it along to the headquarters up there in uh, Linworth. All right. So let's see. I've forgotten what my question was. Oh, yeah. Methane digestion. Yes. Beans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it is related because um, the city of Athens, you know, wastewater treatment facility creates that sludge, you know, after all of the processing of right. the sewer. Right. So basically that's part of what goes into a methane digester along with other organic material waste products that uh, is then anaerobically, that means no oxygen, uh, creates this environment where these basically uh, bacteria grow and pr- produce the methane, which is captured, and then the, that is used for you know, fueling vehicles, uh, could be burned and used for uh, running, uh, producing electric with a generator. So that's the idea. Then there's the byproduct of the organic material. So there's about 14 of these in the state of Ohio. And uh, we're working with this company called Quasar, a little bit of a collaboration with some, hopefully with some OU folks. And we're going to get, see about getting this thing built. Well, um, let's see. Let's um, update the status of our three county commissioners. Uh, Is anybody up for re-election this go-around? Yes, uh, Commissioner Atkins and myself are both on the ballot. Okay. And are there oppositions? Uh, no one in the uh, primary that we've heard. Of. I mean, there's no Democrats or Republicans running against us. Um, well, the FCC requires us to watch this, and so um, you know what I'm tr- trying to say here. Right, we have, like, some time frames where we can come on the radio or not. Yeah, but uh, if you're unopposed, uh, you know, it's not an issue. Right. Um, But if it's an issue come fall, we'll deal with it then. Yes. All right. Um, Well, good. All right. Well, I'll get um, the Board of Elections and also the, uh, who else was it on the list to get in touch with you? Oh, Athens Mold Machine. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be good to have um, some of that understood a little better. And it's great that they're uh, growing in this region. Well, and thank you for having this program. I think it's important and I uh, appreciate the opportunity to, you know, speak with the public. The um, What is a major project? No, 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 not a major project. What is a project you feel like, golly, I've always wanted to do but never gotten done? You, Chris Schmiel, Athens County Commissioner. You mean as a commissioner? Yeah. Um, And it can be like a, a, it could be a playground in a certain community. It could be whatever. What is something you've always said, I want to do that and haven't been able to? Well, actually, you know, I'm really excited that we're getting this new EMS station built. This EMS. Okay, refresh our memories. This is the Athens station for EMS. And it's going to be located out on Kenny Drive Mm -hmm. next to TS Tech down the way from UPS. Yep. And I'm really excited about this project because we've designed this building to be super energy efficient. It's got R35 insulation in the walls, R50 in the ceiling, 
and it's going to have solar panels on it and basically it's the concept it's it's a net zero energy building so this now, i build a home that's got 32 in the walls and 40 in the ceilings and how's that working out for you you can almost light it with a light bulb yeah. i mean heat it with a light bulb yep and how about, and i'm exaggerating but you know what i mean how about cooling it how's that um well it does take a little more cooling but uh-huh. um not not nearly so much as if it didn't have all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I it's think... It's fun. I think it's important, you know, as far as goals for protecting, you know, natural resources and the environment. It's also economically, I think, really important. It's going to s- reduce costs for our uh, first responders there. And uh, it's going to be very comfortable for them, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I try to on a year-by-year basis set goals and you know i usually am able to you know knock some of those off cool um but there's always more things to to wish wish for and work for and i'm I'm thankful that i'm going to be in here for another five years hopefully and i try to give it my best and um I'm, i'm working for the people so if anybody has any questions concerns feel free to give me a call my cell phone is 740-698-6060. Send me a text. and uh, 6060? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's write that down again. So 740-698-6060. Okay. So yeah. it's an Albany number, and yet it's um, a mobile. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, um... Let's see, we have 45 seconds or so left um, before um, CBS interrupts us. Um, You know, any thoughts about the national scene? (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, I guess um, I'm glad that that emergency response uh, thing that just happened wasn't something worse. So I hope that, you know, things can de-escalate and... uh, you know, as far as, you know, mm. I guess we're, I'm thankful for Joe Burrow, right? Well, that's exciting to you too, isn't yeah, it? so that's some good national stuff. I've got to talk to his uh, mother, Robin, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. All right, well, listen, thanks for coming by and representing uh, your offices up there. And uh, in just a few seconds, you'll hear it said, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Crystal Cruises. I'm Gary Nunn. Fresh details of the retaliatory attacks by Iran on U.S. facilities in Iraq. Expected very soon as Pentagon officials sift information from bases at Al-Assad and Erbil. CBS News correspondent David Martin. There's a pause right now while the Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff are over at the White House briefing the President on the latest damage assessment from these missile attacks. And a lot is going to depend on the President's reaction to that. Mr. Trump scheduled to talk about the attacks in an hour at the White House. CBS senior national security contributor Michael Morrell on strategy. Until we know exactly what kind of missiles they shot, I don't think we can answer the question about whether they deliberately tried to miss buildings and housing sites, etc. Iranian officials say that the attacks are a slap in the face of Americans. Southwest of Tehran... (laughs) 
Crews right now going through smoldering crash site details of a Ukrainian passenger jet. All 176 passengers and crew killed as the plane was taking off for Kiev earlier today. CBS transportation correspondent Chris Van Cleve. Just prior to the crash, the FAA restricted U.S. flights from using airspace over Iraq, Iran, and other areas in the Middle East. Several foreign airlines, including Air Canada, are also now avoiding that airspace. Canada's foreign minister has been in touch today with the Ukrainian government about 63 Canadians on that flight, calling it tragic news. Fewer Americans are dying of cancer. The numbers down sharply. CBS's Vicki Barker. It's the biggest ever year-on-year drop in the U.S. cancer death rate, 2.2%. And the American Cancer Society says it's almost all due to advances in treating lung cancer, which accounts for about a quarter of all cancer deaths. Declines in the death rates from prostate, breast, and colon cancers seem to be slowing. Overall, though, the cancer death rate fell by nearly 30% from 1991 to 2017. Vicki Barker, CBS News. Ousted Nissan CEO Carlos Ghosn, who skipped bail in Japan, today told reporters in Lebanon that financial misconduct charges against him are a plot. These allegations are untrue, and I should have never been arrested in the first place. It is Ghosn's first public statement since he escaped Japan. He calls detention conditions a travesty against human rights. Employers added 202,000 jobs last month, payroll processing company ADP says. Most were in construction, trade, transportation, and utilities. The Dow is up 33 points after about a half hour of trading. The Nasdaq up 35. This is CBS News. Crystal, the world's most awarded luxury cruise line. Visit crystalcruises.com today to plan your next global adventure. Crystal, where luxury is personal. What's in store this week at your local Staples? Out with the old and ink with the new. You can't print without ink. Yeah, it's very hard. I've tried. So stock up at Staples because right now all HP ink cartridges are buy one, get one 30% off. Plus get free overnight delivery on HP ink at staples.com. Staples, where there's a whole lot more in store. Valid 1520 to 11120. Restrictions apply. Free delivery excludes holidays and weekends. Order by 5 p.m. See store or staples.com slash ink savings for details. <clears throat> Credit Karma can help you make financial progress by giving you free scores, reports, and monitoring. But Credit Karma does not give you the love that only a mother can. It's just an app. Miss my mom. But you can use Credit Karma to help you improve your credit. But it cannot solve the eternal questions surrounding the human condition. Oh, come on. I need answers. But signing up is free. No credit card needed. Just download the Credit Karma app now. Oh, there's my answer. Credit Karma. Here's the progress. Remembering the guiding force behind a popular TV series that ran for four seasons, CBS's Bud Mishkin. Silvio Orta was the creator behind the quirky hit ABC show Ugly Betty. He was found dead in Miami yesterday. Variety reports he committed suicide. The series followed a young Latina trying to make it at a New York fashion magazine. You should have known that when he said I was beautiful, he meant on the inside. You are you don't have to say that, Dan. It ran from 2006 to 2010 and made a star out of America Ferrara. On Instagram, she wrote, I am stunned and heartbroken. His talent and creativity brought me and so many others such joy and light. Bud Mishkin, CBS News. Uber riders soon will be given a four-digit PIN code to help them make sure riders get into the car that they order. The feature will be implemented in the U.S. and Canada by the end of the week. The rider will send a code to the rider before getting into the car. The rider will verify the code with the driver. Gary Nunn, CBS News. 
Did you know that the IRS is getting more aggressive these days and they're using private collection agencies to track you down? Don't wait. If you owe more than